Hi, Chris. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the 10-Minute Design Chat. Thank you. Let's talk about fantasy. And so we venture into the kingdom of Borgamia to visit one Lord Kingsnorth in his idyllic fantasy world. A land of mystical creatures. Imagine cities of intriguing denizens and situations where the unexpected becomes exactly what you ought to have expected. It's time to weave some magic as we grab our traveling packs of lemnus bread, talismans, weaponry, and more to venture into a fantasy theme episode on fantasy. <laughs> wow, that was that was epic. I feel like we're going to need some sweeping string music to bring us into that one. <laughs> some some elven folk song. Yeah, we need like a harp. I need like a harp player just in the background of my life all the time now. So, <laughs> so yes, today we are talking about fantasy. And so I felt going into today's alien test, I'm going to rename it the Orc Employment Test. <laughs> so today, Rob, we're playing a little game I like to call Fantasy V. Uh, as the Orcs would say. That's it. And talking of Orcs... Today, you are playing the part of Bugrash Spindlethwack. Bugrash. A four foot tall orc who's being interviewed for a job at the potion development team at Ragwort and Sun Pharmaceuticals. So Rob, today what I'd like you to do is you've walked in as Bugrash Spindlethwack to the interview for this job testing potions as part of the development team. And I'd like you to tell me what skills as an orc you can bring to our development team. So please go ahead and sell yourself to us. Well, um, Bugrash has uh, eight years experience um, smashing things. So if you've got berries and bugs and things for your potions then Bugrash good at smashing and also uh, likes to drink the blood of his enemies um, so very good at testing liquids and uh, also um, very very inclusive um, we we let all sorts of orcs in our tribe so uh, yeah um, also I'll kill you if you don't give me the job Ah, uh, a very, very um, strong application you've made there, Bugrash. <laughs> I have one additional follow-up question, if I may. How are you with statistical analysis packages and um, mass spectrometry equipment? Well, actually, dear fellow, I'm actually one of the experts in this regard. You know, when it comes to mass spectrometry deployment and, and, and really understanding how that works, I think you'll find that I'm one of the best in the, in the whole league. Excellent. You will hear from us in three to five working days with our decision. <laughs> I was about to say, will he hear from them in three to five working days, or are you going to call the uh, fantasy police on this? Uh, we we this? may, we may do. We've got a spindle thwack on the loose. <laughs> oh, I hope I get the job. But when it comes to fantasy, that's the joy of it. It could be anything. It could be some orc applying for a job at an interview. I feel like there's a game in that. Some kind of CV-based interview game with lots of fantasy characters. You know, you have gnomes and, and all that stuff applying for, like, a random set of jobs. But, Chris, fantasy. W what is a fantasy? 
Well, I was having to think about this, and it's a bit tricky, isn't it? Because I think that fantasy, kind of, you think of things that aren't real, right? Fantasy is kind of an approximation of fiction, but... The difference being that obviously generally when you think of fantasy, at least I do, I think of wizards, trolls, elves, orcs, dragons, that kind of fantasy. There are though different types of fantasy that exist out there. Um, what would you say would would class as fantasy? You see, fantasy, I think you've nailed it, but I, I would go a little bit further back and I'd probably say a lot of the stuff we see is inspired by like myths and fairy tales. Um, you know, you talk about dragons, that's a huge myth element. I would also say that there's a lot of stuff which is which makes fantasy probably one of the it's I would say in the I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money on this table, Chris, and say I feel like fantasy is probably one of the most covered genres themes that are used in board games and in all fairness i think there's some good reasons for that there's a whole there's libraries full of stuff to reflect off of you know you literally are as you say making stuff up so at the same time you've just got you know your fictional brain going on and you can just find inspiration from anything but i would say that um video games role-playing games a lot of board games have have cemented a lot of archetypes which are very very useful when it comes to designing a game you know the dps the tank the healer you know like and and sort of uh, when it comes to D D, there's a bunch of different classes aren't there chris there are and i think that that has kind of become the rubric for fantasy hasn't it at least in the last sort of 50 years or so i think that the advent of lord of the rings and those kind of fiction writers J.R. tolkien people like him they really cemented what we see in the modern day as that kind of fantasy worlds you know we talk about themes helping you build mechanics a lot of times you know if you choose a pirate theme it can help you build those mechanics in there when it comes to fantasy it can either be that you make up your own mechanics and go wild and you have full creative control over that but you just set it in a fantasy setting that everyone understands or you can even set it one that nobody understands um and it's just adds a lot of like spice and allure and, and in intrigue that goes through but on the other side you know when we talk about like dps tank healer the reason why people use those things is because they've been they're balanced like and everyone has their role and nobody like the healer you obviously can sort of mix classes but if you want to say i actually want to spend more time on the story of my game i want to spend more time on like what it looks like and the components and all this sort of stuff you can straight up just pull off the peg like i'm the mage rogue cleric knight there you go you've got your four characters how that looks in your game is going to be different to how it looks in someone else's game, but like how they function is going to be really, really clear. Yeah, I think people just understand those roles. If they've played computer games before, if they've played role-playing games or board games of that type, they can come into a new game that has, you know, it's a completely different fantasy world, but they may be called different things, but they know what those classes are, right? They know what They know what that kind of tank does. They know what that cleric does. So I think that that is helpful if you're designing a fancy game as something for people to hang that that knowledge on yeah and 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 actually i have a question for you chris because i feel like some some people can be quite strong about this but does it annoy you like when you see a game where they've basically you've, you've seen game number 500 in the board game industry that has the healer tank dps the wizard the mage the ranger you know does that annoy you or, or is it something that you actually feel like when i sit down I feel like I kind of know a bit of the game before I've even started playing. I think it depends how it's executed. So for me, I like it, but I like it more if 
I know what the character is going to do and they do that, but also there's a twist. There's something fresh in there. So, you know, the tank is not just a tank. There's an added depth to it. So I know what I'm going into. I know where to start from, but where I'm going to end up with that character might be different. I feel like um, the the game, if we were to highlight one game where I think they really nail it, it's Gloomhaven for me because in, in Jaws of the Lion, which we've just finished the campaign on, you know, you play as those roles and it's pretty obvious which roles you are once you start playing. You're like, this guy is the tank guy. This guy is, this person's the healer. Um, but the way they do that and the way they spice it up is that the, the tank can heal, but they can only heal people right next to them. But they also can pull and push people. They can, like, area control. The healer can heal, obviously, but they have an, a twist on it where whenever they do their big heals, they also poison the person they heal. So they actually add a debuff, but they do a massive heal um, or they like control them and stuff. And, and I like that. It's like take the classic archetypes and just add a bit of spice to it. Just just, you know, a little bit of something which is to say, like, yeah, it does this, but it also does this. And it's like, you know, I feel like that adds a huge amount to a game when it comes to talking about fantasy. Definitely. And uh, one last thing before we go, I want to ask you, this is just a, a teaser to see what your thoughts on it are. And um, if I was to say Discworld to you. Is that fantasy or is that not fitting into fantasy? It's just something that came to my mind where I was like, Terry Pratchett, right? That is fiction. It's it's kind of out there. It's it's a bit psychedelic and a bit like, oh, wowzer. It's interesting, isn't it? Because actually, when you think of those games, to me, they feel like fantasy games. There's characters that fit into those groups often. Um, but yeah, I'm just interested to see what your which side of the uh, fantasy fence you would fall I feel like fantasy and the reason why and it's really it's not necessarily a well thought out reason it's just what came to my head but you know Terry Pratchett is a great example actually there's a book I listed called the, the Long Earth and it's um it's but it's just one of those things where it's like if 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 I'm playing and it feels whimsical and it feels like though there may not be fairies and all this sort of stuff it feels like there are there's like a mystique and magic in the air you know there's there's stuff that's happening that's supernatural or anything that's that's to me fantasy you know um when you've got a horror novel that's obviously not necessarily like some people be like no that's just horror and stuff and i'm like well you know it really depends on how it's weaved it feel like the term i would use for fantasy is some form of whimsical something whimsical in there something where if someone played a flute it wouldn't seem out of place <laughs> that's my new acid test for fantasy well, I think that brings us to a close, Rob. But before we walk off over the misty mountains, have you got any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh, fantasy is a huge, huge, it's a genre. You know, we say it's a theme. It is a theme, but it is like the sci-fi. It's a genre. There's, there's, so many, there's so many areas. I mean, ultimately, for me personally, I feel like use the tools it provides, but just be creative of it. It's a creative industry, you know even if it's just being creative in the sense of saying yes you're a healer but there's like a new mechanic where it's like you have to do a puzzle with lots of blocks to actually do better heals stuff like that is really nice you know a little twist a little je ne sais pas on the uh, on the old uh, on the old classic thing but people like them so i yeah i feel like it's worth sticking to what what people know a little bit i completely agree um, and with that, I will say goodbye, Rob, but I'll do it a bit quicker than Frodo saying goodbye to Sam. <laughs> um, and I will see you at boardgamebud.com. And Christopher, I will bid you farewell. And I will see you again at 10 Minute Design Challenge. 
www.fantasyfootballclub.co.uk. Thank you very much. This has been a 10-minute design chat on fantasy. Thank you very much for listening. And venture forth into the dungeons of new designs.